Why are unmarried millennial women embracing big government? Libby Emmons of The Post Millennial joins me to break down these exit polls from 2022 and continue our discussion from yesterday. But first, I must ask you, I must implore you, I must demand that you go to amfest.com. Immediately, right now, don't even wait. While you are listening to the sound of my voice, simply use it on your podcast app. Take your phone, go to amfest.com, promo code POSO, secure your tickets. Make sure you get them as fast as possible because they are selling like hotcakes. And we are very soon to be announcing that a certain new governor from Arizona may actually be there. Amfest.com, promo code POSO. to talk about the things I think are not emphasized enough. Most notably, the breakdown of the nuclear family. 40% of kids in America now enter the world without a father married to the mother. The number is 70%, believe it or not, in the black community. Nearly 50% of Hispanic kids enter the world without a father married to the mother. 25% of white kids do. That's the percentage of black kids who used to enter the world without a father married to the mother back in 1965. Fast forward, now that number matches the percentage of white kids who enter the world without a father married to the mother right now. We need to do something about it. And I believe the welfare state has incentivized women to marry the government and incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition, Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is November 10th, 2022, Anno Domine. I'm joined today by Limmy Emmons, the editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial. And we are going to talk about this issue. We got into it yesterday with Tyler Boyer. You just heard Larry Elder talking about it. That was last year. But the numbers that we are seeing in these exit polls saying that conservatives were absolutely slaughtered in a lot of these races by single slash unmarried women. We're also seeing in the demographics that millennial voters are now the largest voting block, that millennials have actually surpassed baby boomers. And because Gen X was a small generation to begin with, that it looks like millennials are now the largest voting block. So Libby Emmons, I got to ask you, unmarried millennial voters, millennial female voters, unmarried millennial female voters, they go for the liberal candidate, something like 38 points over conservatives. Why is this? What's going on? I think this is a really fascinating trend. And I think that it tracks back quite a few decades when women were sold a false promise that if they leaned into career, if they pursued their own, you know, self-determination and their own inner passion and followed their bliss and all of this, they would be really happy. And it turns out that that's not actually true, but they believe it anyway, and they're going to end up unhappy and bitter. I think our culture has done women and young men as well a complete and total disservice in telling them that there's no reason at all to prioritize love, that we should not prioritize family, that we should not prioritize fulfillment through raising the next generation. It's a lie and it's a dangerous lie. It's well, so, dangerous for children and it's dangerous for our culture. Well, so if, if, that's, if that's the case, and those are the trend lines that we see going forward, why does that translate into support for big government policies like Larry Elder was just talking about? He, he said essentially the government is stepping in as the spouse. What does that mean? What is he talking about? Well, he's exactly right. We saw that back with Obama too, when he had advertising show 
for his health insurance, his health plan, showing a woman going through life, raising a child, having a job with absolutely no partnership at all. Her only partner was the federal government. We saw this with messaging from the Biden administration as well. The federal government is there to be your spouse. It's there to be your co-parent. It's there to provide for you and do all of these things for you, but it's not there for your heart not there for your soul and it's not going to give you any joy or happiness or fulfillment and also what we've said to women is that they need to lean into career so hard to the exclusion of everything else they need to be cogs in this capitalist machine and that's part of the lie you have liberals out there saying that if you lean into your career you will be happy and that we should eschew capitalism in favor of you know these big government policies and all of this but what we see is that it's not actually working for women and it's not actually working for our society either. They've been convinced of this, but if you actually dig beneath the surface, it's a total contradiction. It's a lie and it's going to hurt women and it's going to hurt our society. Well, Libby, and, and, and you and I were on, on Timcast, I remember, uh, several moons ago with my own mom. And she was talking about the fact that she raised two boys had a career, had a marriage, is still in that marriage, right? That it's very doable. You just have to make compromises in order to have everything. And that's something that this lie, whether it's the girl boss-ism, um, this girl power-ism, the sex in the city lie that Alex Clark and I did an episode on this about a year ago talking about, mm -hmm. that you can actually have both, but at the same time, you have to be cognizant of the fact that if you are going to make time for your family, this is for men too, by the way, obviously, mm -hmm. that sure, if you yeah. are going to make time to raise your family, then that is going to be time that you have to spend away from your career, spend time away from your, look, if I spend time with my kids, I'm not on Twitter, I'm not, you know, on, on Truth, I'm not on Getter, I'm not checking the news, right? It's time that I'm spending with them. Hold your kids, be there for your kids, and I guarantee you, you will be far more fulfilled in life than through anything else you do because because there's no one I've ever heard of and let me you know correct me if, if you've heard of one I've never heard of anyone who's lying on their deathbed looking up at their family and saying you know I wish I had spent more time at the office <laughs> yeah nobody you know? says that and we see in our pop culture we see in Disney films and all kinds of other areas this neglect of our personal soul, this neglect of actual personal fulfillment and partnership. And I think we need to remind people and we need to tell young people that it is okay to prioritize love, to prioritize partnership and to prioritize family, even if that means you're not pursuing some high powered career. These high powered careers, they end you up on top of a mountain of wealth with absolutely no joy or satisfaction. Well, I'll, I'll even throw out because it, it was the founder of the Sex in the City who came out and admitted, she admitted that she mm -hmm. regretted not having children of her own and raising children. She actually said this before. But I will also shout, just a, just a shout out, no, they're not a sponsor or anything like that. But Libby, what you just described is literally the plot of every single Hallmark movie. Everyone. She she leaves the big city. She's at the law firm or she's like an event planner. She goes back home or she goes to visit, you know, her uncle passes away and, and uh, she inherits the, you know, the, the restaurant in, in Aspen or whatever. And, and then she meets a guy and realizes maybe she doesn't need that, that, that big city go, go life. Maybe she just needs to settle down. It's literally the plot of every Hallmark movie. And that is why I am unironically a Hallmark supporter. <laughs> it's true. Hallmark movie supporter. Ask, you can ask Tanya Tay.
you can ask her. I'll, I'll sit down and watch it anytime. I, I'm with you on that. I, you know, I think the new <laughs> things they're doing to these Disney films is ridiculous. I couldn't agree more. But, but, got to pay the bills. So, friends, are you aware of the diesel fuel shortage in America right now? The U.S. Energy Information Agency says we have only 25 days of diesel left in our national stockpile. The problem? If trucks can't get fuel, then they can't deliver food to the local grocery stores. And when the fights begin to start, are you going to be ready? Are you prepared for severe food shortages? If not, then you must go right now to MyPatriotSupply.com. You will get a $250 discount on the most popular three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. That's right. Save $250 if you act right now. My Patriot Supply wants to help American families. So they're offering the lowest price since 2019, before the Biden inflation kicked in. But do not delay. This offer ends in just a few days. So drop what you're doing. Go right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab your phone. Do it. Your order will ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. The same people that are telling you things that are factually inaccurate or that are getting fact-checked on Twitter would be the very people that would get to dictate what is malinformation. Yeah. Like, malinformation was the craziest one. Like, everybody thinks you shouldn't be able to say things that aren't true, right? Or if you do, you must correct them. Like, are you are you telling the truth or are you manipulating with lies? Right. You can't manipulate with lies. So if maybe you said something and you thought it was true, let's correct that. Yeah. But if you just keep doing that over and over and over again, you never admit that. And then you're the one who gets to dictate what's malinformation. Right. It's like the death throes of a dying system. The death throes of a dying system. Well, there is a new report out from the Foundation for Freedom Online, and it's getting into the DHS leaks. The DHS censorship agency had a strange first mission, banning speech that casts doubt on the, quote, red mirage blue shift election events. And so we're going through and we found that this network throttled millions of posts ahead of the 2020 election, blocking, quote, emerging narratives from reaching virality threshold. Listen to these terms they use. Censors boast on video of getting tech companies to ban entire categories of free speech regarding the 2020 election under the threat of huge regulatory pressure. Months before the 2020 election, censors systematically targeted all speech categories that could challenge a future, quote, red mirage, blue shift election scenario. So the red mirage was this idea that it would look like the conservative candidate for President Trump would win early in the night and that it would shift as the mail-in ballots, this vote by mail, were counted later on during the evening and then into the next day, and then it would show that obviously the candidate, liberal candidate Biden would win. They challenged anyone. They censored anyone who challenged that narrative specifically. And now yours truly, as usual, is right at the top of the list. Let's see. I'm one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm number six on the list, folks. I apologize. I apologize. I'm not one of those people that never apologizes. No, I do apologize for this. I apologize for not being number one. I will try harder. I will try much harder. I've taken, I've taken stock 
of myself and my Twitter account now that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. And I've taken a long, hard look at this and I have decided to make my tweets far, far worse. So yes, I will be number one the next time this comes around. But Libby Emmons, what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this report that specifically this narrative was targeted, but also that of all the people targeted, let me just see all the way down the list, 100% of them are on the right. It's all conservatives. Charlie Kirk is on the list as well. James O'Keefe, Rick Grinnell, this is when, when James O'Keefe was still on Twitter, by the way. Uh, Rick Grinnell, Mark Levin, Eric Trump, Tom Fitton, President Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and then Real James Woods was number one. Everyone's on the I right. found this, yeah, I found this report absolutely stunning and really fascinating. I was so interested um, to read it. And I think what it shows is that these censors feel that they are entitled to censor us and to censor our ideas because they believe that their biases are not biases, but are the truth. They are so secure in that knowledge that they take the biases and prejudices that they have and they push them out there as though this is what is actually reality. They are not open-minded. They are not looking for truth. They are not looking for honesty. They are looking to uh, push their own narrative out onto the rest of the public. Also, I think it's amazing because we all kind of felt that this was true. We didn't necessarily know it for sure, but it really did feel that way, that particularly conservative ideas were being targeted and suppressed and censored. And this shows fully that they were, in fact, doing that. You, By the way, I'll, I'll look at some of the other topics. Ballot counting, boxes mm -hmm. drop off, generic fraud, in-person voting, paper ballot, vote by mail, voting machines. Every single one of those terms this the solid naked term by itself was targeted for censorship. And this is in conjunction, by the way, it's the Department of Homeland Security was the one that was selecting what should be targeted. But here's what happened. There is a, a, a human centipede connecting the federal government to the big tech firms. And the, here's how the human centipede flows. It starts at the Department of Homeland Security. Then it, and that's CISA. Then it moves to the Election Integrity Partnership. The Election Integrity Partnership, by the way, which is targeting Tyler Boyer right now, which is targeting me right now for stuff that we've said that's actually happening in Maricopa County, uh, Arizona and Clark County, Nevada. We've reported things that are accurate or made comments that are absolutely accurate, and they've targeted us for spreading quote-unquote misinformation when Tyler was merely talking about something that happened to him at the polls. So this group, EIP, then goes to the tech companies and says, well, we have determined or we, in, we are in agreement with the federal government that these terms, these narratives either must be suppressed or must be amplified or cannot allowed to be questioned. So you weren't allowed to question the red mirage. You are not allowed to be critical of the red mirage. You are not allowed to present a, com a competing hypothesis. No. All of this was done through the human centipede from DHS to the EIP. This is that consortium group, then the tech companies themselves. Yeah, and I thought it was really fascinating to see all of this come together because we've reported on separate segments of this for a while now. And the other thing that was really interesting is that all of these mechanisms the federal government initially created to deal with foreign misinformation as they call it and then they turned it around they turned it around on the american public 
and they have used it to silence citizens, to silence our free speech. And these are just a handful of the topics that have been suppressed. They also did this with regard to COVID. We That's saw right. this with the tech companies. That's where it started, actually. The Biden administration with that. And they were saying, censor people's personal experiences as regards their experiences with vaccines, as regards their experiences contracting the illness and all of this. Personal people's posts, just their information, sharing with friends and family on Facebook and other platforms Censor. was censored and suppressed. And then this is exactly what they used for the disinformation governance board. They said it was meant to suppress misinformation overseas. And then they said, no, it's not being used on the American people. That's not what it's for. But we have the receipts. You have them right there. They have been doing this for years. They have been taking the tools that they were going to use to suppress foreign information and turned it around on the American public. Uh, they're they're there treating no basis in law. We're coming up on a break. They are treating American citizens like they would treat foreign agents. You need to understand that. You need to internalize it. Well, I think the, the, my, the biggest um, thing that I've come to learn is that there's tremendous potential uh, that's untapped uh, for Twitter um, and that um, there are a lot of really talented people at Twitter that uh, I think can take the company in a, uh, a lot of interesting new directions. Uh, we, um, we really want to uh, be, as I've mentioned before publicly, the, the sort of the digital town square uh, where uh, that is as inclusive as possible, meaning like the as many of people you know, like like can we get eighty percent of of humanity on on the on Twitter um, and talking and and maybe uh, in, in, in ideally in a sort of positive way um, can we exchange uh, instead of having violence have words and, and and maybe once in a while people change their minds. So, Libby, we're talking here with Elon Musk. We're going to get into a little bit more about what's going on with Twitter. But in the age of censorship, we need to talk about ways that we can fight back. And if you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work that Patriot Mobile, the great Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide standards as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you are supporting conservative values with every call. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash POSO and get free activation with promo code POSO. Special discounts are also available to veterans and first responders. Join the movement, make the switch today, and make a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Libby. Elon Musk has detailed that he wants to make Twitter the everything app. And he doubled down on this yesterday in a Twitter space that he was holding, talking about, so he's made, obviously he's opened up verification. He's done away with this whole like official account label that he was putting on things. But he's also pointed out that he wants eventually Twitter to become something that number one, includes payment processing, which, go, which brings Elon full circle 
because he started, of course, with PayPal. But he also said, look, this should be a way for people to find news. You could hail cabs, get your cars on this thing. You could order food through this thing. He's really looking at ways that Twitter could expand in multiple directions and, by the way, seamlessly integrate with video in a way that Twitter heretofore has not been able to do. What do you think, Libby, about where we stand at the Twitter takeover of Elon Musk? Yeah, I think that he's being pretty smart about this. He's exploring all the options. He's looking at every potential thing that he could do with the platform. He needs to figure out how to pay back, you know, how to deal with that $44 billion. And uh, I think it's smart. I also think it's kind of interesting, this idea that 80% of humanity would be on the platform. What are we all going to talk about? You know, this, this is unprecedented. That would be an unprecedented open exchange of ideas across the globe. And I wonder what we could come up with, but it also kind of reminds me of the Tower of Babel story from the Bible. How high are we going to go before everything goes, you know, falling back down to earth and we go back to speaking our different languages and, and can't figure out what's going on anywhere. So, I mean, I think it has the potential to be pretty spectacular and it also, as with things that do have that potential, has the potential to be a total disaster. So uh, I'm I'm staying tuned and I'm I'm hanging out over here with my blue check mark and waiting to see what happens next. Right. So you and I, by the way, so we we both had the blue check mark, but now everybody can get a blue check mark. So we're grandfathered in, but I'm just seeing blue check marks appear all over the place right now. And the funny thing is that the libs are freaked out about it. And by the way, because of the rules. Um, of verification because verification now just means I pay for Twitter. So you you can see parody accounts are exploding on the platform. Um, I'm seeing stuff, okay, I can't say that on there, but stuff making fun of Bill Clinton, stuff making fun of George, there's a George W. Bush HQ that's talking about how we need to invade Iraq again. Um, and just like all sorts of craziness that's going on out there. So I will put it this way, I will put it this way. It kind of feels like Twitter is fun again. He's just injected this whole sense of uh, this, this really top down, right? And that's, by the way, it yeah. is top down. And I think people and populists, by the way, also need to appreciate that, that Elon Musk is the world's richest man. But the, the idea is he actually wants to do something to serve the people, okay? This is like uh, King Louis, right? St. Louis, that this idea that, you can be a a benevolent monarch. Yeah, I think that that's actually pretty funny. I love seeing the left freak out that everybody has access because they're always complaining that everybody needs access. And now that everyone has access. It's just equity, right? You know, equity. Like, yeah, it's just equity. You know, we're just all standing on our evenly placed boxes. But what is it they say about Portland? You know, keep Portland weird. I kind of like this idea that now we are going to uh, make Twitter weird again. You know, it's it's for hashtag make Twitter weird crazy. again. Have you posted that yet? I kind of want to post that. No, <laughs> I'm stealing it. <laughs> no, that's that's more you. That's more you, the New Yorker. But no, it is it is weird yeah. because Twitter was there used to be this sort of like idea that something you posted on Twitter was was always tongue in cheek because it was Twitter. That was the point, right? It, it was all satire. It was all sort of like freak out culture. It was all just posting weird things and people being spastic and using stream of consciousness. I mean, come on, Donald Trump, right? I have never seen a thin person drinking a Diet Coke tweet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, to all my haters and losers, I am so sorry. It's not my fault that I was born with such a bigger, such a higher IQ than all of you. Like, just silly. Like, come on. 
it, that was what Twitter, yeah. that's when Twitter was great, was when Twitter was fun, it was weird, it was uh, sardonic, and I loved it. Uh, I really loved yeah, it. So it, I'd it, love to see that know, come it, back. I'm totally with you. And also it makes people toughen up a little bit. You that's don't right. like what people say? Well, that's just too bad. Like, suck it up, move on. It's very, I'll put it this way. It's, it, you know, kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier. It's very Gen X. It's very Gen X. I love it. <laughs> it's very Gen X. Libby Emmons, post-millennial, we're, we're last minute. Where can people go, follow you, uh, and get your coordinates? At Libby Emmons on Twitter and, of course, at thepostmillennial.com. At Libby Emmons on Twitter. Make sure you're following her, following everything the Postmillennial is doing. They're one of the most fantastic news outlets out there. Also, humanevents.com. So you go to, to Postmillennial, you get your news, you get your breaking. Then you go to Human Events, you get your op-eds, you follow, follow this podcast here. And, of course, share it out with your normie friends. We are tracking what's going on with unmarried millennial female voters. And we want to offer the fact that there is another path. You're never too old to start a family. You really aren't. And whether that means uh, starting a family later in life, whether that means adoption, whether that means other, other avenues, there's so many ways. There are so many ways you can do this. But the idea of that it's okay to be fun and we don't have to take everything super seriously, that's something that we have to thank Elon Musk for. And I think that it's great. Hashtag make Twitter weird again. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission. Play a short.